0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Because I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I woke up in the morning, I looked over yeah, at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swag on, the stair. but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on DraftKings, betting money on the Queens, know the L.A. team, know where the Sparks class. And I'm on the king, putting on for the scene. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah, It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast.
1: It's covered, the Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Women in Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Marcio, And today I'm here with Sinclair Miramontes from the NC Courage. Sinclair, I hope you're doing well and I'm sorry about last night.
0: Oh, well, thank you for checking in on me, but it's been a rough, what's it been? 12 hours? 18 hours? something 20. like that 20, maybe. See, I don't even know. I literally don't even know. Um, yeah, that was, that was a rough one. Hurts a little bit. Still stings.
1: I don't know when this is going to be aired. So for the people listening, wondering what the hell are we talking about? We're talking about the super bowl. Sinclair is a diehard mm-hmm. Kansas city chiefs fan. I mean, who doesn't like Patrick Mahomes?
0: I mean, if you don't like Patrick Mahomes, I mean, I understandably there's probably people that don't like him, but if you don't respect him as a player, then, I think you need to reevaluate yourself. To be honest,
1: the Patrick Mahomes haters were coming out of the woodwork last night on Twitter.
0: Oh yeah, there was there was a lot. It's all these uh, all these new Brady fans are out here um, talking about. Oh Mahomes, you're you're nothing like Brady. But it's like, okay, yeah, but he's he's like what 24, 25? Brady's forty three. Brady's Brady's had more time than him, and so think we're we're just we're seeing the beginning of what a wonderful career he is going to have and i can't very, wait to see very it very
1: optimistic very mm-hmm. um sure. but there are people that hate patrick because of his, si- his sister his brother and fiance <laughs> does that bother you at all
0: that that people don't like his fiance and brother or they yes. just like yeah, I think that is kind of. Do you think um, like the slander is valid at all? Not no, honestly. I mean, it's you kind of have to like put yourself in in their position where it's like they are his number one fan. They love supporting him and showing that. And I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I think some of the things that they put on social media are a little extra. But it's also like let them let them do what they want to do. They are having fun, and obviously if it's not getting it's not getting in the way of him him performing or anything like that so I don't really understand um why other people feel the need that they can uh like kind of control not control but like try to have a say in how they want to put themselves on social media or how they should they they choose to support Patrick I I think you know if I was in, if I was in their position, like, I would probably be a much different person than how I am now, just because you have built up a following, you've built a base of, of people that want to know, like, your genuine thoughts on how things are going and everything like that, and so, you know, I'm, I'm not really here for the, the Jackson and Britney slander, honestly, I'm kind of like, they can do it, they can do what they want to do, you know, it's, it's their lives, like, Obviously, if they start saying some controversial stuff, that's a different story. But I mean, they're excited; they love to support him. So honestly, they're living their lives, so they must be nice.
1: I I just lose it on Twitter where people hate Mahomes Patrick because mm-hmm. of his family. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that they're on the field doing the Corvette Corvette.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the the logo too on the logo uh, too yeah yeah. sorry Juju
1: (laughs) but I I think I I was Brittany was tweeting up a crap ton of stuff today and last night Mm -hmm. I think she needs to have maybe tougher skin because she's just like offended over everything like I have a tweet right here Mm
0: -hmm. and it was just
1: a picture of Mahomes like like look like a deer yeah yeah I saw that one she said cool ESPN love the support of a major sports platform of one of the best players in the league and she put corny it's just yeah one, I, it's just
0: a photo yeah i thought it was i i saw that tweet and i was kind of like eh, okay that's a little much like honestly i really feel like espn just tweeted that so then they could have one of their it's photos go it's a go for a meme exactly like go viral for a meme i really think that's what <laughs> they were honestly going for granted um you know it's it's social media and i think it was also just uh last night there's probably a lot of emotions going into it obviously the chiefs lost by a sizable amount. Um, So I think there was probably like a lot of frustrations just from, I'm sure like all the chiefs players are probably very frustrated. I'm sure their family members that have been through them or been with them through the entire season and everything like that. They were probably frustrated too, because they know how badly um, they wanted to win this. And so I think sometimes um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know the reasoning behind that tweet, but I mean I, I remember looking at it and I was kind of like
1: ah, I was like pump the brakes Brittany let's like just cool. pump the brakes. Yeah realize just where we're bit. at, mm-hmm. realize he's a he he is the one of the best players in the league. So mm-hmm. they have to put this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like he, they're not gonna put the backup foot uh, running back in there. He's not even playing. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean it's it, it was an it's an it was an odd situation. I'm not really fully sure what was kind of going through her mind at the time or what the situation was. She's like upset. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I think she was just upset and um and you know she, she she's never been one to shy away from being who she is and saying what she wants to say. And so um, which I also kind of like respect that. You know, I think mm-hmm. like she doesn't she doesn't try to be anybody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She honestly, I think she is just being herself on she's social intense. media and I, yeah, she's intense. Like she, she's very passionate. Um, she's a very passionate person. I mean, her background as an athlete, like mm-hmm. she's competitive. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, um, and I think sometimes that just carries over to, um, you know, she wants to be supportive of Patrick and, you know, she, she wants to shut down anybody who has a negative thing to say about him just because I'm sure she knows like he, from obviously from her relationship with him, like he she knows who he really is as a person and doesn't want to um, let other people try and and say who he is without knowing him honestly. And so you know, again, it was weird. It was weird situation, yeah. but <laughs> it's also like, hey, maybe maybe I don't know everything, but honestly, I took it as that picture was going to be a meme, and it, it was, was a meme. <laughs> I saw it it was this a meme. morning.
1: I saw this morning, and I'm like. Who else am I going to talk to about this besides Sinclair (laughs) Garamontes? I had to. I had to.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Let's shift gears. Let's get into the main reason why you're here.
0: Professional
1: soccer. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) How's training been going? And has it been easier training than it was maybe eight months ago?
0: Yeah, so we uh, just started preseason. And um, I'm actually a little bit shocked that it's uh, been as cold as it is in North Carolina. I thought it never got cold here. <laughs> um, just for like let me tell you <laughs> something. Yeah. Um, I was like I was in Kansas in the off season, I was like debating. I was like, no, nah, I don't need to bring any of my winter stuff to North Carolina because it's hot there year round. Cause I had been here in the summer and it was brutally hot. And so I was like, No, they they don't ever get snow. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna need my winter stuff. No, within like the first two weeks of me being here, there was like three inches of snow, and I was like, mm. And I messed up on that one. Um, but so, yeah, so we're weekend on preseason. Um, and honestly, it's like, it's been going well. Um, uh, it's been really great to get back into the environment with the girls and everything and back with the coaches. And I think we're, we're all very, very grateful that we have a job that we can come to and that we love doing. Um, cause I know that there's a lot of people in situations right now that, they, they aren't able to work. They don't have a job and, um, everything like that. So I'm very grateful that I have this opportunity to continue doing that. And, um, versus like where I was eight months ago when I started with the courage, um, it's definitely a lot different. Um, you know, when I, when I started with the courage, we were in the middle of a pandemic. I had come back in a month before the challenge cup in July. Um, or was that June? Yeah, I came back. In, sorry, I came back in May and I had just been um, cleared from having a scope procedure done on my knee. So I was still getting back in shape, still trying to get used to um, uh, my knee healing and everything like that. And that one, that training camp was a month long going into the Challenge Cup. There really wasn't any time to kind of like slow down and really understand like the process and the culture and everything like that. It was kind of just like Hey, we need bodies. Like we're we're going to a tournament. We got to be ready to go. And so I felt like for me, it was always I was trying to play catch up on fitness and tactical awareness and playing speed and everything like that. Um, and so eight months ago it was very different than how it is now, where I had a full off season of how long did I have about two to three months, where I just got to work on fitness and my own technical ability and, and honestly just having fun too, um, with playing soccer. And, um, and so then coming back into this preseason, we have so much more time to go into tactical things slowly. And so it's not like, I'm just trying to guess on, okay, well, this is what it looks like they're trying to do. Like, I guess this is what I need to do. Whereas like now it's, we, as a group, slow it down and like we really break down the different tactics and stuff that we want to implement into our playing style. And so I think that's just been very beneficial for me um, because I'm still a young player. and, And so being able to have that time to learn everything that goes into being tactically sound as a group really has been, has been beneficial for me. And so I'm really excited to see um, the more we progress throughout preseason of just building on the basics and then building off that, building off that to be a more complex system that we'll play here.
1: This past summer, you the, the courage are loaded with talent. Was there mm-hmm. anyone that you like shadowed during practice or like during a game that you could just like get any ounce of like, um, advice from, or just learn from what they, how they go about their day?
0: Yeah. I mean, a fantastic player to be playing behind is Denise O'Sullivan um, Irish international um, plays the six, which for my non-soccer fans out there, that's the defensive center mid um, plays like right in front of the defensive line. <laughs> and, um, but Denise O'Sullivan is a fantastic player who's very diligent, um, is a great professional you know, she is always someone who takes the feedback. She immediately implements it. She asks questions um, and she's always trying to learn to get better. And um, so for me, I, that's a position that I'm learning to play as well. And so she's been a great mentor and someone that I always look to in practice to see what she's doing that makes her successful. And, um, and, and I'll like, I'll ask her questions just on little things as well. But um, I think she would definitely be one of the players that I definitely look up to. And then, um, on the other end, when I'm playing center back, um, Abby Erceg is, is a fantastic captain. I mean, I, she's probably one of the the most professional people I've ever met, um, when it comes to playing soccer. So, uh, she's a New Zealand international. Um, I think she's like the most capped player for the New Zealand, um, federation and, Um, her preparation and just how calm she is on the ball is something that I greatly admire from her playing style. So she's also someone that I look to when I'm playing as a center back as somebody who I would like to learn so much from um, about playing the game and how to read the game and how to break offenses down um, when we're playing out of the back. But I mean, like you said, this team is loaded with talent. Like I, I, I could, I could literally jump in behind anybody and they would be a great mentor. And that's also just kind of the, the, um, the culture that we have here at the courage is that everybody wants everybody to get better. It's not about like, I hope she does bad so that I can play more than her or I could, or I get to start over her. It's I want her to get better because it's going to push me to get better as well. And it just helps raise our standards so much. And um, I think that's just something that makes the courage so much different than other clubs is that, It really is. It's about the player development and trying to get better. And it's and it's to push each other in practice to to make ourselves better to get on the field.
1: And it's sad when teams don't have that mindset.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: What are your goals for uh, the 21 season?
0: Um, So since this will actually be my first full season in the NWSL.
1: I was like, I was like, is this your, do you consider this your rookie season? Uh,
0: No, just because like, a, it's like, it's like a, it's like part two. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like rookie season part two. Um, Or like rookie season do over maybe. I don't know. Um, But no, I wouldn't say this is really my rookie season just because I was here for majority of the year last year. And so I did get to learn a lot of things, but um, I think my goals for this year is I want to just continue to develop and grow as a player, um, I'm still young. I have a lot to learn. There's a lot of great people on this team that have so much international experience in playing in big tournaments and big games. And I think there's a lot that I, that I still need to learn. Um, so I, I had always gone into this saying, like I, whatever my role is on the team, whether that's like, I'm really just like a practice player. If I'm somebody that, you know, is on the bench during games, or if I'm able to contribute on the field in any way possible, like I'm going to be ready for that. And um this, this league and this lifestyle is all about growth and how much you can continue to grow. And so I think for me, I don't really set a ton of goals for myself just because every path is different. There's so many different things that can change in a split second. I mean, I mean, knock on wood, it's like, I, I could have like a season ending injury. Um, and then like my goals would be completely different from then it'd be like, okay, now I'm, I'm trying to get healthy, or It's like, I could be, like I could be a consistent contributor. And, and so my, my goals are going to look a lot different from that. So I'm not usually one to try and set goals on that, but I'm I'm definitely someone who tries to make improvements every single day in the little things. And, and over time, those eventually like help me grow to be a better player, which is my ultimate goal, I guess I could say, but if I had, I didn't, I don't really say I have specifics on goals.
1: I, I, I get mm. what you're saying. You mentioned season ending injuries and you're someone who has experienced one. Uh, I wanna know, how did you say, stay so mentally tough when you tore your ACL?
0: Um, are we talking like when I first tore it or after surgery? Um,
1: or during the recovery process.
0: Okay, during recovery. Um, well, I won't lie, it's not it's not easy. And there was definitely some days I was not very mentally tough. There was definitely some days where I just like, couldn't get my leg to work. I couldn't get it to do what I wanted to do. I wasn't seeing improvements. I would walk out of rehab angry at myself just because I was like, this is stupid that I can't do these little things. I would, there was a lot of days where I would be driving home crying just because I was just so frustrated and, and overwhelmed and was kind of like, is this even, is this worth it to come back and to, to put myself through this again? and, and, all that and um so i think for me it was i eventually had to kind of just do a reality check on myself that i hated feeling like that every day i hated being in bad moods i i hated um i also like i hate crying like i i don't like doing that <laughs> and so i was like so annoyed with myself that i was like just punching myself for crying <laughs> <laughs> but no it was like seriously and i I kind of had to just do a reality check because then it was like, I would be in these bitter moods and like, I then didn't want to hang out with any of my friends. I didn't want people to see me in such a vulnerable state or anything like that. And to the point where it's like, I had felt like I was like really alone, even though I wasn't, there were so many people, I could have just picked up the phone and called and was like, I need you. And they would have been there. And, but I think in my mind, I was like, I don't want them to see me weak. Cause I I had, that had never been me. And, um, so I think eventually I, I really had to do a reality check of like, this is, this is the situation I'm in. Like, it's not going to change overnight. It's not like you can do an ACL recovery in a month. Like that's not, that's just not how it works. That's not realistic. And so I really kind of had to take a step back and, and try to um like set little milestones that I wanted to reach. And also like, I, um, it was a, it was like a little saying that would always get me through things was um, celebrate the little victories. And just because, you know, when you're going through um, something like an ACL recovery and it is so mentally exhausting and it's mentally draining and, and everything like that, it's hard to find joy in things because you're not doing the thing that you love the most, which is playing. And um, so for me, I, I always would try to set like a milestone for each week that I would work towards. And so like one of the first things was I was, I was trying to get full range of motion back into my knee. And that was like, basically just getting my knee to fully bend again. Um, And so I, and we would measure um, the degrees every single time that I would have to do this. And so I would try to be like, okay, by Friday, I would like to be 25 degrees more than what i was last friday and then some some days i would hit that by that wednesday of that week and i'd be like great let's keep going more like i wasn't i wasn't satisfied with just being like okay well my goal or like my goal was for friday to hit it like i've already done that so i don't need to be like pushing anymore but i was like no like i already hit it like let's go five degrees more like that was how i wanted it to go and um eventually when I started to see that I was making progress and like doing these little things, it's, it's crazy how much that really helped me, um, mentally of being like, I'm on my way back. Like I'm working there. It might be slow, but I'm getting there. Um, and so, you know, when, when you're going through the process, like one of the first things that everybody wants to get to is running because once you get to running, then like it quickly starts to, you get to start doing more things, but until you get to running, it's, a, it's a lot of tedious, repetitive tasks that are painful and annoying and boring. And so, um, you know, it was, it was a long, like three to four months of just every single day. Like I, I have to, sh- if I want to get to, if I want to get to running, I, I got to go to rehab every single day. I got to try my hardest. i going mean, to got to push myself as best I can because, Otherwise, I'm not going to get to running and I'm I'm going to be in this constant cycle of just being in this this rehab room that I don't want to be in. Um, and then it was, you know, once I could finally start running, then it was so many other things I got. I could start juggling. I could start dribbling. I could start touching a soccer ball again, which to me was like the best um, thing just because it was I I finally felt like, OK, I can be a soccer player again. Like I can get back to what makes me happy and and all of that and then it was just a quick it it just felt like it went by so much faster um after you start running because then like I said like it's just it's so quickly like things start um you start getting cleared to do more things and and then it's like oh I'm back out like on the practice field I'm I might be I might not be in the same drills as everybody but I feel like I'm at least involved in some way like I still feel like now I'm a member of the team and um how I can help with that and um But when when it when it came to that, it was it was something also in me that knew that I I didn't want to be a bad teammate. I didn't want to be someone that was just going to be bitter about um, the situation that you were in. Like it was, it is what it was, and um, or it was what it was. I don't know if that was correct English, but. I don't know if that made sense, but you know what I'm saying. Um, But so I, I, I wanted to try to be involved in ways that I could. And so it was often I was trying to help the younger players understand the position, try to help out in whatever ways I could try to still be a voice. Um, But it took me a little bit of time to get there because in the beginning, I was just feeling sorry for myself. I didn't want to be a practice because I'd start crying because I'd be so sad that I wasn't out there. Um, And so honestly, it was as, as much as that whole process sucked and I knock on wood, never want to go through it again, honestly. Um, it taught me a lot about myself and it put me in, it tested me in a lot of different ways that, um, in the long run were actually very beneficial to me. Um, it definitely taught me a lot of discipline. It taught me a lot of patience, but it also taught me that, I I can push myself harder than I think I really can um, and it just kind of makes you tougher in a way that unless you've like gone through it you don't fully understand it um, but there was definitely a lot of lessons that I learned um, just about myself and so I am it sounds weird to say I'm thankful I went through the process but I don't want to ever do it again and I hope never I hope I hope nobody ever actually has to go through it because it's it's not fun.
1: I'm glad you said that because did you, did you know that Grammy winning recording artist Drake tore his ACL?
0: I feel like I heard this.
1: Do you think that's at, at all funny? That he's just no. like, some normal, that he's some <laughs> normal person and that he's posting on Instagram, the, the recovery.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, that was kind of funny, but like, but no, I, I felt, I felt bad for Drake. Cause like, I know like going through that process, sucks whether whether you are returning to play a sport or not that recovery just sucks in general mm-hmm. so
1: no i mean and then your recovery you had an incredible comeback and then you got drafted
0: mm-hmm. dude i remember <laughs> the first time we talked you cried when we asked that oh my god i did i forgot about that actually i forgot i remember while cry. you were talking <laughs> <laughs> you were
1: like, Sorry,
0: I, for- I forgot i cried on the podcast um yeah, that was, you know, when this league first Hard-hitting started. Hard-hitting questions from a dude <laughs> Yeah, we're getting emotional up in here. <laughs> we're in the feels. I, it's, I didn't realize the I was up. The sun's si- out, in a, but we're in the
1: feels. <laughs> I didn't
0: realize I was signing up for Sad Girl Radio on this podcast, but, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm an emotional guy. No, was, uh, no that's not good. Afraid I'm glad. To, not afraid to express his
0: feelings. <laughs> No, that's good. You're in touch with your emotions. It's a good thing. That's a good thing. (laughs) But, um, you know, when this, when the league first came to be, I was a sophomore in high school, freshman in high school. Um, And it was, there was a, there was a team in my hometown and I got to go to all the games. Um, And I was, I just remember thinking like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. I want to play in this league. I want to, I want to get drafted. I want to, I want to play for my hometown team. And then um, obviously it was very sad when the team left, but Hey, surprise They're back now. So that's we cool. back baby. We back. Um, By owner Brittany Mahomes or soon to be Brittany Mahomes. So <laughs> did you actually know that?
1: No, I didn't. I felt like I should have.
0: Yeah. She's uh she's a part owner of the Kansas city team.
1: My brain went instantly to, what's her face that plays tennis that just invested in you guys?
0: Oh, Naomi Osaka.
1: Yes, yes. Which, also sick. We love that. That's dope. It's so cool. And then she's just wearing your (laughs) guys' logos and stuff while she's playing. I know,
0: casual, casual. All
1: right, now, I'm surprised I haven't never asked you this. Mm -hmm. And I'm very upset with myself. When I played sports, I wouldn't shut up Mm -hmm. because I'm a talker.
0: Really? I had no idea.
1: <laughs> I, everyone everyone is shocked, even the listeners. Um, what's the trash talk like in soccer?
0: Ooh. Um, I wouldn't say there's, like, a ton of trash talk. It's is more it more just, physical? It's a little more physical, and, mm-hmm. I mean, you get the occasional, like, swearing at people, like a couple couple F-bombs, couple of, uh, a couple of B-names, words. you know, just kind of That's like nice. you know get the get the f off me you <laughs> be um or at least those are ones i've said <laughs> 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 but oh my gosh there was all right all right no I have, I have a funny story there was this one time in college um this the girl that played on my left in the back line um she she, she tend to got, tend to get hit a lot or like on, she would end up on the ground a lot. And, um, there was one time, um, this other girl like shoved her to the ground and then like they called the foul and then they, the girl like kicked the soccer ball at her. And then, so the girl that was my teammate was like, was like yelling at the ref and, um, I think that was, I think it was the other girl was like, you flop like a fish or something like that. Like, and or uh, it was something along those lines, but you know, things like that. It's usually just what happens. Girls. Just, just, just gals being gals, you know? Uh, but yeah, no, honestly, you're right. I think it is a lot more physical. You'll see some hard tackles. You'll see some questionable grabs. You'll see, oh, the ponytails that's rare to see, but it happens. And that one, that it hurts. Um, it's painful.
1: So my follow-up question was going to be: You're not, you're not the silent type. You're clearly the one that's swearing the entire
0: time. <laughs> not the entire time. It, you're not,
1: you're, you're, you're not a, you're not a silent. Really, beast. No, it
0: honestly takes a, it takes a lot for me to, to say that. And it, it would have to be like somebody who has been like nagging on me like the entire game of like doing little cheap shots that the refs not catching, like constantly just being just like way too much on the aggressive end of like, I've literally already passed the ball. Like, why are you still touching me kind of thing? So it, it, really, ta- it really takes a lot for me to, to say some of those phrases I mentioned earlier. Um, but like for the most part, like I, I usually keep my cool. Um, I, or like I'm usually the one that's like pulling my teammates off of trying to say something to someone else. Um, that's usually just kind of how I am.
1: Trash talk is just such an art. And I think it's, it's so yeah. underrated. Like no one talks about it. It's so great. Cause like the people who hate it are the ones that mm-hmm. can't do it well. And if my dad's listening to this, <laughs> I'm talking to you. You're, that's why you hate when I do it because I'm better than you. Oh at my it. gosh. Like I, when I was, when I played sports, I talked the entire time and it wasn't, I was mm-hmm. talking crap. I'm just yeah. chirping. Just, Hey everyone, let's have a good time. Like you'd want me on your team, but you'd hate me if you didn't, yeah. if I wasn't. Which is the best kind of person to have on your team.
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely know a couple of those. Yeah. It's the best. For sure, if – I was going to say, I was like, for sure, if if Jenna Gray still played soccer, would definitely want her on my team just to annoy some people and just to get on their nerves. Because you know she'd do it. You know she'd do it too.
1: <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever heard said to you or said to someone else? Where you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, I'll, yeah.
0: Ooh. That's a good question actually. I don't think I've ever said anything really weird. And I don't even know if anything weird has been said to me like I think it's more I've I've gotten some people to say like you need to calm down. Like it's more just like I remember there was one time I we were playing a game and we were losing and um the ball had gone out of bounds, and the forward pick the other the forward on the other team had picked up the ball and like wasn't putting it down, trying to be annoying and waste time. And so I ripped the ball out of her hands and threw it in. And she was like, "You need to relax." And I was like, "Okay, then don't hold the ball. Like, why do you why do you need to be holding the ball right now? Like, you guys are already up. Like, it's not like you really need to waste time." Spark um, at her. <laughs> could you imagine? I would do it. I could I work? could see you doing that. <laughs>
1: I bark at people in public.
0: You say something you sound dumb to me, I'm gonna bark. <laughs> I'm trying to figure you kind of sound like a little chihuahua. Like I think that's kind of what you would be if you're just like a little I yippy practiced- guy.
1: Sorry, I practice my dog <laughs> barks. Like there's different sounds, like pugs sound different than the lab. You know what I mean? Like, you, no, you, you
0: I, no, pug- please please show me.
1: <laughs> like you got a pug that sounds. You know what I mean? They got that like, all right, all right. <laughs>
0: Is it cause like there's? Is it cause they're squish noses? It doesn't let them yes. like. Uh, it, uh,
1: they, <laughs> they have a cold. They have a cold.
0: Okay, <laughs> the versus a, versus a, versus a lab. What is what does a lab sound
1: like? Uh, <laughs> and this is dog noises with Sinclair.
0: <laughs> you can just like make. You can make this a segment on your podcast now. If, Okay, every guest that comes on, you have to do a bark of your favorite dog. <laughs> but then you have to let me guess. You have to get me let me guess what breed it is. Arr! Oh, was it was it was a bloodhound. <laughs> I was gonna say some kind of hound, honestly. <laughs> so that was good. Every was guess has to give me their best. <laughs>
1: every guest has to give me their best dog impression, and I rate it.
0: Go yeah, the there you go. Go ahead,
1: you start now. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. uh, uh, <laughs> what's
1: that? As a cat, we're switching teams.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. No, I don't know. I don't know if I could do a good dog bark, to be honest. Feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, okay, what breed was a, it? That's a,
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's a Saint Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ball <bowl>
0: <laughs> Nailed it
1: oh i know i did i know i did
0: it's so sinclair i read
1: that if you were playing soccer you would be getting your master's in sports management what do you plan to do after soccer
0: oh that is the golden oh, question not thinking far huh no nope.
1: is your, here's is your least favorite question what are you doing in five years
0: um, yeah i hate that question i hate it too um because here's the thing i i go back and forth like every two weeks of what I want to do when I'm done with soccer. Um, and so sometimes I'm like, I'm going to go back and get my master's in sports management and would like to work within college athletics somehow, some way, um, to eventually be like an associate athletic director, um, or work within a sports organization, um, within an, or in an administrative role, um, so like I know down the road, I want to be in Kansas city. Just it's my hometown. It's where my family's from. I love, I love the city. Um, and so there's a lot of sports organizations there. So that would be a great opportunity to go home and work for one of them. Um, but then sometimes I'm like, nah, maybe I should just go back and get my master's in accounting because my undergrad was in accounting and then, um, work as an accountant. Um, because I do love numbers. I, I I love it. Don't ask me to do your taxes, though. I, <laughs> I don't tax, have a job. So you still gotta file, though. <laughs> Pretty sure. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: I haven't done it in three years.
0: <laughs> okay, don't <laughs> admit that. You might want to cut that out. <laughs> Don't
1: admit oh, I, that. To, I, I've always wanted a mugshot. <laughs>
0: um, no, it was funny at the Challenge Cup last year. There, there was like a couple girls that hadn't done their taxes yet, didn't know how to do them. So they're like Sinclair, like, come show us they how to do. Snap like that? Ew. No, 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 no. They, I'm just like doing that for dramatic effect. Um, um, but like trying to do their taxes in Utah was oh, that was that was fun. That was really fun. Um, but no. So sometimes I go back and forth on on wanting to. Um, go to be an accountant when i'm done or work within sports or you know maybe shoot in two weeks i could come up with something completely different that's neither of the two um so it's kind of soon right yeah exactly like might just start my own podcast like you said dog barking with sinclair
1: (laughs) it'll be a 10-minute episode every week of just
0: (laughs) And that was the American cocker spaniel.
1: <laughs> people, people send in, people send in noises. Hey, Sinclair, I'm a really big fan. Uh, this is this is this is my impression of a basset hound. And you're exactly. Like, that's a zero. No, you're it was, like, that's that was
0: like, that's like a negative four. <laughs> Like just no. <laughs> the Sinky Pod coming soon. Trademark that. I might need to. I I will not. No, I meant I mean, I need to trademark that. <laughs>
1: it, it costs money to do that. I don't have those funds. <laughs> I don't even have money to fund this podcast. <laughs> I had a company do it, and thanks, Believe Podcast Network for doing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice little plug. There you go. <laughs> little
1: plug. Um. So I think this is the point in time where I mentioned that you had the. One of the most unique childhoods out of anyone I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you um, mentioned before, your food friend, Jenna Gray.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think there's so many ways for me to start this conversation. Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. So obviously, I'm going to start with the one that has yet to be discussed. Oh, geez. Can we talk about the accidents in the minivan?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I guess we can talk about that. So when Jenna and I, (laughs) when Jenna and I were six years old, we played soccer together and our, we would, our parents would drive carpool. And there was one instance where we got done with soccer practice. And I don't know why I wasn't like after our practice I was like oh I I need to go to the bathroom like I should do that um like before we drive home because it was probably like a 25 actually honestly I don't even know how long the car ride was honestly don't remember
1: you're six time is
0: yeah time was weird yeah and so we get in the car and we start driving and I'm like oh my gosh like I really really need to go to the bathroom like really badly and so I'm I'm like telling Jenna's mom I'm like, I really need to go to the bathroom. Like, is there any way like we can get to, I think they were dropping, I don't remember. I think they were either dropping me off at my house or I think my mom was working late at school. So they were dropping me off there. I was like, can we drive like any faster? Like, I like really need to go. And so like Jenna's mom's like speeding in this minivan, like trying to, Whipping that. like whiffing it. And we we <laughs> we literally pull up to the destination. And I I peed my pants on the seat. Like like we were like we were literally there. Her mom had already clicked the button to open the door and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Done. <laughs> and then yeah. Yeah. So that's that is that story that I know Jenna was waiting for it to come out on a podcast. I knew she was.
1: <laughs> now from what I heard this happened multiple times.
0: No, it did not. <laughs> it happened once.
1: <laughs> oh, she's not a repeat offender. Oh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think.
0: Ms. What? What? What is? What is, J- what is Jenna telling you? Because I, once I remember once. Well, oh,
1: when I heard it, it was flipped. You guys were on your way to practice, and you peed on the way,
0: mm-hmm. and then you
1: stay in the seat, and they had to get a new car.
0: No, it was it was coming home from practice. But I do remember I did stay in the seat. I will admit to that I did.
1: Yikes. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was talking about this with Jenna. And I, I love people like you that mm-hmm. are always the, the butt of the joke, like every single joke. And always. that you can take it because I, I, I can relate. It, it takes a different kind of person to be the butt of every joke and mm-hmm. be able to withstand the, the blows. Yeah. Tips, tips for people out there that have never been the butt of a joke and don't know how to take one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes you have to remember that it's not always, eh, I'm actually trying to think about how, how people can take this. Well,
1: see, told you you had to think at the end.
0: Yeah, I do got to think about this. Um, I think like for me I always knew that like the people that always like would say the butt of the jokes were like some of my like really close friends that was just the type of banter that we would do because I not so much when I was younger but definitely more when I got older I would be able to like throw it right back at them and like we would just laugh and so it was just kind of um the banter and the relationship that we had built so I think it was when I was younger, it was just like easier for me to take it just because I was like, Oh, like these are my friends. Like, honestly, it was kind of funny, um, kind of thing. And then just as, as I got older, like I could, I could say the same things back to them. And it was just, they were kind of like, Oh, like finally, like <laughs> you finally like speak. Um, but I think, it's, I think for people, I think it's always you got to kind of set those boundaries early on like, okay, like what is okay for you to kind of like poke fun at me for versus like what am I actually like really sensitive to? And I think sometimes that's just you, you kind of need to establish those boundaries early on. And it's like if somebody like says a joke that actually like really offends you, like – afterwards like it's better to just like pull them aside and be like hey I, I actually really didn't find that funny like I would really appreciate if you if in the future like that doesn't happen trust me the people are gonna like appreciate you way more of being like oh like I'm really sorry like people don't really mean to offend you when like you are the butt if of the joke hanging out with you. if they're hanging out with you like they're not they're not trying to offend you like it's just sometimes it's just how friends are is like we poke fun at each other like on different things and Um, I know that was definitely something like I I had to work on was like Trying to Yeah, it was communication and just like trying to Understand what was okay To joke with people about versus And like what I was okay with them joking with me About Um, But yeah, so like tips for people out there That have never been the butt of the joke Um, (laughs) You know It's it's kind of um, You figure It out like as It yeah, as you experience it of like what you really are okay with and what kind of like hits a chord that just like really rubs you the wrong way but then just like being an open and honest about it with the person who says the joke um being able to have like a conversation to be like hey like i'd really appreciate it going forward that's not going
1: forward that
0: like <laughs> i know i i sound like such like a mom right now like
1: so like a counselor at yeah like going yeah through, let's not let's not make fun of Sebastian because his nose is big.
0: Yeah, like things like that. Like um, we know, he's a,
1: he's Italian, we know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But But, um, yeah, I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice for that.
1: Um, I also think it's different because girls and guys go about things differently. If, like, oh, yeah. If you're making fun of something in a guy, in a, you're, like if you're the butt of the joke in a guy group, I just think I'm the favorite one.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, because sometimes it's just like,
1: All my friends are going to listen to this and be like,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're the the favorite. favorite." (laughs) No, I, it's something like I also definitely say to people is I'm always like, if I like can't joke around with you, like it's, 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 it's kind of hard for me to like build that. That's just the type of personality I have. Like I loved, I like, I love to laugh with my friends. Like I love for us to like joke about things. Um, and like I'm always like, like once I start like becoming better friends with someone, I'm just like, hey, like, I don't want you to think, like, I'm being mean to you. Like, 95% of my personality is sarcastic. And so, like, I just want to be upfront. front of, like, majority of the time. Like, if I say something that upsets you, like, I really don't mean it. I'm just, like, trying to joke around with you. And most of the time, they are also, like, no, I'm the same way. Like, I'm not trying to offend you. Like, I'm honestly just joking around with you. Um, and so it's kind of you just have to, like I said, you kind of got to be upfront about some things and um, do that. But, yeah, that's that sometimes is just how I am is like if I can't joke around with you like we're gonna have a hard time being friends because that's just that's just how I am
1: I think it's weird how making friends with someone by like just talking crap about things always starts a great great friendship
0: yeah look at us
1: (laughs) I don't know what we talk crap about but glad we're here
0: no but we just I don't know I don't know we, sometimes sometimes I feel like we talk crap about Jenna, but not like bad crap, just like funny <laughs> crap.
1: <laughs> it's like, uh, look at that weirdo, dude.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's just things like that. Or like Jenna and I trying to outdo each other by exposing our embarrassing stories from when we were kids. Yes. And that's just kind yes. of how it goes.
1: <laughs> now, I will admit, I did text her be like, hey, you got anything new for me? And she said, I'll have to really deep dig deep for this. <laughs> Never texted me back. So I'm assuming she had nothing left. So it's yeah. all on you to get back at her. But before Mm -hmm. that, I want to let you know that I'm a diehard ESPN 30 for 30 kind of guy. I'm a big doc guy.
0: Yes. And I'm
1: very curious to know when the hell are they making that Shake and Bake documentary? And for those that don't know, can you please inform them on Shake and Bake?
0: Oh, yes. So as we've mentioned earlier, my dear friend Jenna (laughs) Gregg that I grew up with, (laughs) um, we were like two peas in a pod when we got to middle school. Um, we were some very, we like, we're the type of people that we took gym class way too seriously. just like some very athletic girls. We love to try and beat all the boys at everything. Um, we'd be like sprinting the mile or trying to get the highest score on the pacer test. Like that's just a little background info for everyone. That's just the type of people Jenna and I were. And so when we got to eighth grade, they finally like introduced like their form of middle school sports, but it was called intramurals. and um one of them was ping pong and jenna had a ping pong table at her house and so we would play a lot when we were kids and so we were like this is perfect like we play ping pong together all the time like we'd be a really good pairing so we're like we're gonna do it but also jenna and i were very extra i would say like we didn't We were the, we would do some weird stuff. Like we were just weird kids. And so we, this is also like not long after we had finally seen Talladega Nights and we loved it. Like we thought it was probably the funniest movie we'd ever seen. And so we adopted that we were Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. And so our team name was called Shake and Bake. And when we got to the district tournament, um, for ping pong, we Jenna's mom made us shir- team shirts, um, so we could really stand out from everybody. They were like l- bright pink with lime green um, for the lettering. You like,
1: like a watermelon.
0: Yeah, it yeah. And so we had we had shake and bake on our shirts. Um, I think. I was the magic man and Jenna was El Diablo and that was on the back of our shirts. And then it also had stenciled on like the bot, like the back of our shirts. It it said like, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Um, And and that's just the shirts. (laughs) Let's not forget that Jenna and I also were like, we're going all out for this. So we had, like, sweat headbands. We had the we had the sweat wristbands on both wrists. We had the Nike Elite socks with the Air Maxes because that was the style. And so we go to this ping pong tournament, and we, we like, in the opening rounds, like, we crushed it. Like, we did really well. And then we get to, like, I want to say it was, like, the semifinals. And, um... We're going against this pairing of two boys, and they were being, like, real sticklers on the rules. And so, like, some of the rules were, like, you had on your serve, you had to toss the ball at least six inches in the air and then hit it out of the air. Um, Partners, it was every other hit. So if I would hit it and then they would return it, Jenna had to be the one to hit the ball. I couldn't hit it again. And so it was just always an alternating shot. And they were being really – they were being some sticklers about it and Jen and I lost in the semifinals and we were we were we were devastated because we were like we should have won all these things like I said we took we took sports way too seriously like we were we were sad because we were like we brought the energy we had the outfits like we wanted to lift the trophy for ping pong and we didn't And so now I'm just waiting for ESPN to call us for the interview uh, and say that they're making a 30 for 30.
1: Just hypothetically, can you imagine if they did just like through that ping pong thing and then just like at the end mention like, Oh yeah, they went on to be professional athletes. Yeah. Just like in the black, just in the black.
0: Just like, like right at the end. It's like in 2020 Jenna signed her first professional volleyball contract in Germany and like in 2020 Sinclair was drafted in the NWSL like that would just be that would be like so funny like I think if people watched it what if I told you (laughs) I just think people would watch they and they they would be like well I think they turned out fine like I don't know why we're watching a documentary on their middle school ping pong
1: (laughs) it would be great if you guys like had clips like video clips of oh, like the ping that'd pong tournament. Oh,
0: that be so funny. Because
1: I would make it for you. Like I'd make a trailer. <laughs> and I, I would go all out on the, what if I told you that two girls that took gym class way too seriously would go on to make shirts and be extra as hell and sadly be crushed at the end by rules.
0: Mm. Wow, wow. The voiceover just, right there was great. It was so great. Critically
1: acclaimed. Women in sports <laughs> documentary.
0: Colby Margio, baby.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Please don't say. Please say my name for me. I hate having to say it. (laughs) Um. Let's see. Is there any story off the dome that you can think of that you've been dying to tell us, the listeners, the diehard Jenna Gray, Sinclair Miramontes listeners, from that weird childhood that you call the best time of your life.
0: Is there anything? Oh, I got to think about this.
1: They've been, been saving for us. Um, or if you want to just roast Jenna, go ahead.
0: Did I tell the Rubik's Cube one? No. Okay.
1: We'll end on this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so. Oh, this one was this. I feel like maybe we told you and Sauce this story off the camera. I think that's what it was the one I don't where remember. okay maybe maybe we didn't um i think where i was like this was probably jenna's prank that went too far that we were like this was probably i think yeah i think i already told you this one
1: <laughs> let's tell it i don't remember <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so if you if you are a jenna sinclair faithful listener fan you you know jenna is a prankster and she definitely, when we were younger, some jokes definitely went too far, probably crossed the line. She's learned now. She's, she knows when she's a grown woman. A grown woman. She, she knows. But when we were in middle school, there was this kid um, in our math class that was obsessed with his Rubik's Cube. And he would always be doing it, it like even in like the middle of class, like on the bus, like in between classes. And there, he, he would, like every like 10 minutes he would ask Jenna to like mix up his Rubik's cube for him so then he could solve it again. And and Jenna just got like annoyed by it cuz she was like I don't like I I don't want to do this anymore. Like I like she cuz she was like it was really distracting. Like if he was like doing it in class like she'd be like trying to take notes or whatever and so she finally was like I'm I'm going to mess with his Rubik's cube so then he can't solve it anymore. And so I think they like, I think he went to the bathroom or something and Jenna took his Rubik's Cube and she switched two of the stickers. And so when you do that, it completely messes up the algorithm and like it's then unsolvable. And so then he like came back and he would try to solve his Rubik's Cube and he couldn't get it and he couldn't figure out why he couldn't solve his Rubik's Cube anymore. And he got like really, really upset and I don't I don't know if he cried but he was definitely like really really sad and it it hit a point where we all were like "Mm." we're like oh we feel bad like that was that was not cool of us to do um so then we like all chipped in and bought him a new Rubik's Cube and then like brought it for him like the next day and we're like hey like your Rubik's Cube isn't working anymore. like here's a new one like we tried to like not tell him that. So you didn't have to tell him? We, like, we tried to not tell him. But, no, that one, that was probably.
1: Wait, what like, happened after he got the new one?
0: He he went back on to solving his Rubik's Cube all the time. Jenna, will you? <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> but, you're yeah, so nice, Jenna. I think, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's, that's. But here's the thing. Jenna has learned that you probably shouldn't mess with people's Rubik's Cubes. Um, oh, I'm trying to think, do I have any other good Jenna stories? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have any others off the top of my head that I can think of. Other than when we were younger, Jenna and I would, it was like every day we were at one of the other's houses. Like we're, we're inseparable and she and my sister did not get along well because jenna would purposely just fart on our couch all the time
1: somebody's gonna get pink
0: yeah and so my sister would get really mad about it because she's like all she ever does is just come over here and fart like all these things and like you know jenna like jenna jenna thinks farts are hilarious like obviously they are no i know she still does which wrong no, with that? They but can be you, funny.
1: You'll have you'll have the dog bark podcast. She'll have the fart noise. Yeah, podcast.
0: she. Yeah, there we go. We we might collab sometimes. You know, some overlap. Dogs <laughs> do fart. They do. They. Do.
1: Big and true.
0: Um. But yeah, that was that was another thing. Was Jenna would, they like, they had nicknames for each other. She would just refer to my sister as evil, and my sister would refer to Jenna as the beast. So she would be like, is the beast coming over today? And I'm like, yeah, like, and she's like, I'm like, no. But I think those are, those are my only Jenna stories that I have off the top of my head. I'd really have to like dig deep if there was some other ones that we haven't already talked about.
1: We can always just gather together and.
0: Absolutely. You know, we'll <laughs> reunion episode again at some point. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. We can 100%. check in.
0: Well, we'll have to check in after Jenna's first volleyball season gets done yeah, yeah you know
1: excuses just to get together
0: <laughs> yeah we'll no. make
1: it a it, it'll be a two hour podcast that no one really wants to listen to because oh it's my gosh beat bopping scatting around every subject imaginable
0: <laughs> well the last time we all get together we all got together we were on together longer than we than we actually filmed the podcast like it was i think it was i think the podcast we filmed for what 45 to an hour and then yeah. we were, like, off the camera for at least two hours, like, before and after. Like, after we might we as well just, have, for... well just have Zoom cocktail parties. Honestly, I think that's just yeah. what we need to do.
1: <laughs> after we got done recording and we talked for two hours, I was like, this is better than what we recorded. <laughs> I was like, I should have just kept the record button on.
0: Yeah, honestly, we wouldn't have noticed. We were having too much fun. Yeah, it's just
1: it's, in it's, it's the top left corner, you see it. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, it,
1: it's on the record who cares
0: You're, yeah it's fine hopefully I didn't say anything bad in it
1: <laughs> no 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 well Sinclair I want to thank you again for coming on and doing this with me of it course thanks it's for having me seeing
0: you. always great to see you too it's always nice to catch up every couple months
1: hopefully if there's any miracle that happens in the next few months
0: mm-hmm.
1: hopefully I get to see you play against the Red Stars
0: mm-hmm. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I will be
1: the guy screaming like a little girl. Actually, I'll be the guy barking.
0: Yeah, Uh, you're going to be (laughs) barking.
1: Can't wait. Again, thank you. It's been amazing.
0: Always. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Toodles! Yeah. Yeah, I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop up out of bed, turn my swagger on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contract. So I was on DraftKings,
1: betting money on the Queens. Know the L18, know where the sparks last. And I'm on the
0: gang, putting on for the scene. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast.
1: It's covered with the Women's Boys Podcast. It's covered with the Women's Boys Podcast. It's covered with the women's sports. Hold up, you gotta wake up, you gotta wake up. Go ahead and shake up, gotta wake up. Go get your cake up, you gotta wake up, gotta wake up. Go get your cake up, you gotta shake up, gotta wake up. Go get your cake up, you gotta shake up. Go to class with it, go to class with it. Broadcasting it, broadcasting it. You know it's covered with the women's podcasting it. You know it's covered with the women's sports podcast. Swish. Done.